We're sowing in tears, but we're reaping in joy. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Lord, we thank you for hiding your servant behind the cross. We thank you for your anointing in the house today. Lord, as we celebrate Pentecost today, God, the first church that was born, the first church that came from the disciples and from the Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry was the Pentecostal church. And we give you praise and we give you honor and we give you glory. And Father, we ask you for that same Pentecostal spirit to be with us this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we don't just tickle ears, God, but we minister to the souls of the people today. Lord, that we nobody goes home the same, God, that we all go home full of your spirit and full of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. Just one quick announcement. We are having a praise team and choir meeting tonight at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Make sure you remember to be back here at 6 o'clock, praise team and choir. Amen. We reap in the spirit and the anointing of joy. You need to write that down. We reap in the spirit and the anointing of joy. Look at what the scripture says. They sow in tears, they shall reap in joy. We reap in joy. We're talking about how do we receive our harvest. We reap in joy. I want you to look at this word joy as meaning more to you than just being happy. More to just being happy. That's Psalms 126 verse 5. It's more than just being happy. We are reaping in joy. The joy of the Lord. We're reaping in the joy of the Lord. You need to let that sink in. Because it's going to mean something to you today. The joy of the Lord. We reap in the anointing and the spirit of joy. Listen to this church. You cannot be in faith and be in depression at the same time. Come on. You cannot be in faith and be in depression at the same time. You won't find any scriptures that have backed that up that tells you you're in faith when you're in depression. No. Elijah was calling down fire from heaven, but when depression hit him, he was no longer in faith. He was running from Jezebel. Amen. So you cannot be in faith and be in depression at the same time. Joy and faith. Walk hand in hand. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you some good. I don't see people right. Y'all wait y'all right. This is school. Come on. Y'all need to be writing this stuff down. You know you're old like I am. You ain't going to remember what I'm saying. Come on. We got to write these things down so we can meditate on them. So depression and faith cannot, cannot be at the same time. Joy and faith walk together hand in hand. When you are in real faith, when you are in real faith, that faith will produce the fruit of joy. When you are in real faith, that faith will produce the fruit of joy. How many of y'all need some more joy in your life? How many of you realize this morning that you're missing out because you don't have joy? Come on. We're missing out. The joy of the Lord. We need the joy of the Lord. Amen. So when we are in real faith, that faith will produce the fruit of joy in our spirit. Amen. I mean, you know, you're more than just a human being. You are a spirit. Come on. You have a spirit. You're a soul. Praise God. The real you is inside you. Amen. Come on. And the real you don't age like the outside you does. Oh, that was a good place to shout right there. The real you inside don't age like the outside does. Come on. 
Praise God. Amen. I still look like I'm in my 30s inside. <laughs> Praise God. What age do you want to be inside? Amen. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. In Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 it says the joy of the Lord. Come on help me finish it. Help me finish it. The joy of the Lord. Say it loud. The joy of the Lord. Come on say it again. The joy of the Lord. 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 Amen. 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 You feeling this? You feeling this this morning? Oh yeah, we can preach, we can run, we can shout, we can roll through the chandeliers as they say. We can do cartwheels. But what good is that going to do if you don't learn something? Amen. We heard some good preaching Friday night, did we not? Man, we had five preachers. They were fired up. You give a preacher a mic and, and say you got five minutes. They get straight to the meat. Come on. But let me ask you a serious question, all those that were here Friday night. Can you remember what three of them said? Can you remember? Put your hand down. Can you remember what three of them taught on? Come on. You know that Pentecostal preaching can be entertaining? And some people go to church to be entertained. Oh, but not this group. This group comes to church to learn of the Lord. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Go turn your Bibles to the book of Joel. J-O-E-L. I have to spell it out with my country accent self. Joel chapter 1, verse 12. Somebody's about to get a revelation this morning. Hmm. Joel chapter 1 and verse 12. Amen. Praise the Lord. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languish. The pomegranate tree and the palm tree also and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered. Semicolon. Y'all see that? Semicolon. Because... Because, did your Bible got because in it? Mine does. Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Let me read this to you again. You need that to sink in. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languished and the pomegranate tree and the palm trees also and the apple trees. And even all the trees of the field are withered because, somebody say because. because, joy is withered away from the sons of men. There's an old proverb we all grew up listening to and pondered the question, I guess, many, many times. Which came first, chicken or the egg? Chicken. <laughs> According to the scriptures, chicken came first, right? But how I many of y'all heard that? Which came first, chicken or the egg? Amen? We've heard that before. Which comes first? The withered or the joy? Hmm? Which one is it? Look at what it says. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languished and the pomegranate tree and the palm trees also. The apple trees, even all the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Are there, why are the trees withered? 
because joy has withered away from the sons of men. Are the men's joy withered away because of the fruit trees are withered? Are, is the, the trees, listen, look at the scriptures. Don't look at me, look at the scriptures. Are the trees withered away, or are the joy of men withered away because the fig trees are withered? Or is the trees withered away because the joy of man has withered? You see it? You see it? You see it? You cannot be in faith and be in depression at the same time. Come on. How many of y'all have all them plants at the house? Y'all got, y'all got a house full of plants, rooms full of plants? When, when somebody was teaching you how to take care of a plant, did they not tell you to talk to the plants? Come on. Why? Because you got to talk to it. You got to let it know your presence. Amen? You got to let it know your presence. How many of you got little dogs at home? Big dogs, little dogs, cats, birds. How many of you realize that without you saying a word that your animals can, de- can detect and pick up when you've got a bad attitude? Huh? They can pick up when you're sick. Can they not? Without you saying a word, they know you ain't feeling well. They can sense it, right? So which is coming first? Are the, are the trees withered because the joy of man is gone? Or is the joy of man gone because the trees are withered? The joy of man. It starts with the joy of man. Come on. Praise the Lord. Are you getting, are you getting a revelation this morning? Listen to me. Depression will kill your joy and wither away your faith. Depression will kill your joy and wither away your faith. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. We're not going to read the entire story. I'm going to tell you about it. But we are going to read verse 16 and 18. 1 Samuel chapter 1, looking at verse 16. We're talking about Hannah. Hannah was the little lady in the Bible in 1 Samuel. She did not have a child. She becomes Samuel's mama, but it didn't happen right away. And so we see it here. Hannah is, she's, she's at the altar and she's crying and she's seeking the Lord. And, and she was barren and she wanted a child. And if you go back in the first part of the chapter, her husband tried to console her. Of course, you know how his husbands are. Well, baby, why are you so upset? Am I not better than ten sons? Well, at least my wife is honest. Why are the rest of y'all being quiet? Why are the rest of y'all being quiet? At least angels telling the truth. Well, it didn't console Hannah either. She was, in, she was not consoled with that statement from her husband. Look what it says in verse 18. Verse 16. Go back to verse 16. Count not thy handmaiden for a daughter of Baal. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition, and thou shalt ask of him. And she said, Let thy handmaiden find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Her countenance was no more sad. So here she is crying out at the altar so bad that Eli thought she was drunk. And he wanted to get on to her for coming to the house of God Drunk. Have you ever seen anybody come to the house of God drunk? Oh, I have. I had them, I've had them in the altar drunk trying to hit me while I'm praying for them and they drunk. 
Come on. She was in the house of the Lord, but she wasn't drunk. She was praying from the bottom of her heart. She was a broken woman. She was depressed. Everybody else had a baby, but she did not have one. She couldn't have one. She kept trying, but she was barren. She kept trying, but she was barren. And so, and so year after year, she kept going to the altar and began to pray. But on this day, she's in the altar and she's crying. I imagine it was one of those ugly cries. Has anybody here ever had an ugly cry? Some of y'all need some ugly crying today. Let me go ahead and just tell you. Some ugly crying will break some of that depression off of you. And you'll get the joy of the Lord. Can I go ahead and tell you, it's okay to have ugly cry in the house of God. It's okay to have ugly cry in the house of God. It's going it's to break that depression. So there she was having an ugly cry. And, and, and she just mumbling words and didn't make any sense to Eli. And he's going to get on to her. And all of a sudden she says, I'm not drunk. I'm just broken. I'm just broken. I need a child. I'm praying. And and Eli just looks at her and says, go in peace. And God will grant your petition. She went on and she ate. She was fasting. She ate and her countenance changed and she was no longer sad. Now here's the question. Was she barren because she was sad? Or was she sad because she was barren? Come on. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Were the trees withered because they were withered in the, in the, because of the joy of man withered? Or was, or was the joy of man withered because of the trees? You see, she was thinking nothing about her situation. And you can get so caught up in your problems in your life and in your situation that a spirit of depression is a demonic spirit that will get on you. Let me tell you, there's no such thing as a good spirit of depression. There's no, there's no way you will find in scriptures that a good spirit of depression came on somebody. No. Depression is evil. Depression will rob you of your faith, your joy, your happiness, and your life. People commit suicide because of depression. There's never been anybody commit suicide full of joy and happiness. I, I was shocked when I found out Robin Williams, the funniest man on the planet as far as I was concerned, Growing up watching uh, Mork and Mindy, y'all remember them days? Yeah. You know, yeah. Nanu and Anu and all that, you know. I thought he was, he was hilarious. Of course, he later on he got into all that cussing and telling dirty jokes and all that, but I still loved him anyways. I thought he was still funny. I didn't listen to all that nonsense, you know. But I loved him on Mork and Mindy and on the other little shows he put on. He committed suicide. He committed suicide. And I thought to myself, how could this man, probably the funniest man in the world, be so depressed and commit suicide? You think he'd just tell himself a joke and make himself laugh, right? And, and, we, and we hear about all this happening in Hollywood where people commit suicide left and right. People get so caught up in their situation that all they can see is the depression. All they can see is the lack. All they can see is their needs are not met. All they can see is the hard times. And they lose their faith and have no joy. Now I'm talking about church going folks that show up every Sunday morning on church. Come on. If it's that way with the church folks, how do you think it is out there with the people in the world who don't even go to church? But look at Anna's situation. She believed in God. She knew God could answer her prayers. She's in the altar. She's praying. But she's of a sad countenance. Depression had set in. But at the word of the prophet, 
She believed Him. You see, that's the difference. She believed Him. She could have left there still sad, depressed, and broken. But instead, she received the Word. And the Word changed her thinking, be renewed in the spirit of her mind. Hello? Let's be renewed. Let's be recreated. Let's be transformed. She was renewed, she was recreated, and she was transformed. She took off the garment of sadness and put on the garment of joy. And it was in the garment of joy that she got pregnant and had Samuel, praise God. It was in the garment of joy that Sarah herself received seed of Abraham and brought Isaac. Come on. It's in the garment of joy that you will receive your harvest of what you're praying for, church. Whatever it is that you're praying and believing God for, if you will get into joy and begin to praise Him for the answer, amen, and begin to praise Him oh, for, the, for the harvest to come in, you will put yourself in a place to receive the harvest. You see, the only thing that was wrong with Hannah was she was depressed. And once she got into joy, the baby came. Some of you are missing out on your answers from God because you are allowing depression to take over. You are listening to the voice of the devil that tells you you're not going to make it. You're listening to the voice of your doctors that says you got this, you got that. You're listening to all the world news. I mean, you know, we're all going to die of monkeypox now. Come on. If I get monkey pox, I'm going to the zoo and I'm going to give a monkey human pox. Amen. Fear after fear after fear. During our lockdown, they said suicide was 300% through the roof because people were depressed. They shut the churches down. They shut the preaching down. They told people in California, oh, you can go to church, but don't sing. Enter into His gates with singing. Come on, church. Singing to Him a new song. Come on, church. But see, what the devil is trying to do is put a muzzle on your mouth so that you will not speak the joy that God puts into your heart. Because the devil knows that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I told our little prayer team last night, I, we meet here at 5 o'clock, by the way, pray every Saturday. You're welcome to join us. I told them last night, I said, have you heard about the devil's yard sale? Devil had a big yard sale going on and all the demons in town came to attend the devil's yard sale. All he was selling, all his weapons of warfare, he was selling sickness and he was selling depression and he was selling anger and oh, he, was singing, he was selling suicide spirits and he was selling alcoholism, he was selling pornography, he was selling it all. Except for one. Except for one. So at the end of the day, when everything was sold, the demons came around, the devil... And said, we just want to know why you won't sell that one. You sold us all the rest. You ain't got nothing left. You've only got one weapon against man. Why won't you sell that one, Mr. Devil? He said, because with this one, I don't need the others. 
You see, with this one, I can bring the church down. With this one, I can destroy the government. With this one, I can make you commit suicide. With this one, I can talk you into sickness. With this one, I can destroy your life, your peace, your home, and your children. I can destroy man with this one weapon. I don't need the rest of them. So they said, we got to know, what is that weapon? And he finally revealed it to them at the end of the day. The weapon was discouragement. Discouragement. There's never been a preacher resigned from a church that wasn't discouraged. There's never been a song leader resigned from a church that wasn't discouraged. There's never been a person commit suicide that wasn't discouraged. There's never been a marriage broken up that wasn't sown in discouragement. There's never been a person in sickness that wasn't there in discouragement. Come on, church. It is His greatest weapon against us. But the joy... Of the Lord, hello. I said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Listen, you might be battling today. You might be dealing with sickness. You might be fighting migraines. You might be fighting back pain. You might be fighting peace with the children. You might be fighting peace at the job and peace at the home. You might be fighting everywhere you go. But if you don't get a hold of the joy of the Lord, I tell you to turn your life around and you will receive. The blessings of God and the word of God will flow. Hallelujah. I hope you wrote that down because I don't know if I can say that again. Praise the Lord. The power source to reap in the harvest spiritually and physically all of God's promises that we know are yes and amen are in the spirit of joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Grab hold of faith, church. Grab hold of joy and enjoy the goodness of God. Come on. If you're not walking in the goodness of, of God right now, and you're not receiving the promises of His Word that are yes and amen, and God's not a respecter of person, if He healed brother, brother Al's back, He'll heal Mark's back. Come on. If He'll heal somebody's hip, He'll heal your hip. If He'll bring peace to somebody, if He'll save somebody else's child, He'll save your child. Come on, church. Come on, church. If He'll bless somebody else financially, He'll bless you financially. He's not a respecter of persons. Thursday night, thanks to, to Ryan and, and uh, Becca, they saved, they saved my bacon Thursday night. See, while we were up here, I told the teens we were going to have a bonfire. They were all excited. I mean, we already had the s'more stuff. We had the chocolate. We had the marshmallows. But the whole time I'm on stage, I'm watching the trees through the door and the wind was just doing this. I was like, oh, I cannot like that fire with the wind doing that. So at the end of service, I said, no, we, uh, we're going to have to do this another day. I was about to get uh, beat up by five teenagers. And Ryan and Becca felt sorry for me and went and got a, a, a grill that we could just light up and, and use there. And so we did. And so during the, during the time they were making their s'mores, one of them leaned over and said, which one of us is your favorite? <laughs> Don't you love that question from your grandchildren? Which one of us is your favorite? I just looked at them when I was... Now, when my kids were growing up, I told both of them they were my favorite, and then I would make them fight over it, you know? Because they would say, Daddy, which one? Oh, you know you're my favorite. And then she would go tell her sister, Daddy said I was his favorite. Well, he told me the same thing five minutes ago. So I told both of them I was, that was my favorite. 
And so I looked over at teenager and I said, none of you. I don't have favorites. I don't have favorites. So five minutes later, leaned back over and said, well, which one of us is your least? <laughs> God don't have favorites, church. What he done for you, he will do for all. What he done for all, he'll do for you. God don't play favoritism. Amen. Aren't you glad that God don't play favoritism? Because we already know we don't measure up. Come on. We already know we don't measure up. John chapter 4 verse 35. John chapter 4 verse 35. Looking through 37. Say not ye that there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, gathered fruit unto life eternal, may rejoice together. And herein is the saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap, that thereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored and you entered into their labor. Amen. 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 The joy of the Lord is our strength. We harvest what we need from God through the spirit of joy. And without joy, you cannot be in faith. And without faith, you cannot please God. Come on. How do I get more faith? Faith cometh by hearing. How do I get more faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by? The joy of the Lord is? The joy of the Lord is? Joy and faith walk hand in hand. Make a decision. Preacher, I don't want to be depressed no more than make a decision. I don't want to fight the spirit of depression no more. I don't know why you fight it anyways. I've already been defeated by the blood of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. In the name of Jesus. It's not your battle to fight. It's Jesus' battle to fight. You just rebuke it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I want to walk in the joy of the Lord. Then make the decision to walk in the joy of the Lord. I don't want to be sick no more. Then make a decision to be healed. I don't want to be broke no more. Then make a decision not to be broke. Come on. Make a decision today. I'm going to have some money in my pocket. Make a decision. I want peace in my home. Then make a decision. Put peace in the home by making a decision. Put peace in your life by making a decision. You see, it starts here. That's why our minds must be renewed with the Word of God. We got to think like the Word thinks, we got to speak like the Word speaks, and we got to act like the Word acts. Faith believes. Oh, come on, I'm going to start this series all over again. Faith believes, faith speaks. Thank you, thank you. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. We got other scriptures to go through, but we're going to not all finish this today. We got to reap in the harvest, church. Next week we're going to be talking about reaping in the harvest. Something else is hindering us from reaping. We're going to talk about it next week, so make sure you're here. By the way. This series we've been on, it's all recorded on YouTube, and I want to encourage you, go on our YouTube channel, Bible Church of God YouTube, and watch from the very beginning. Watch it. Living in a garden.
Life is a garden of seed time and harvest. Start watching that. Part one, part two, part three, part four. Begin to watch it. You say, why do I need to watch it? I've been sitting here the whole time. It's because you'll be surprised what you didn't hear. You'll be surprised what you forgot. So that's why we got to go back and watch it again. Amen. I heard about a preacher was talking about he was working for Kenneth Hagin Ministries and he was in charge of all his tapes and, and uh, making sure they were recorded and duplicated and all that. And he said he got to hear Brother Hagin teaching on something and he's like, wow, what is this? And he grabbed a pen and a notebook and started writing it down. And he said, he said this, this tape was like, you know, five, ten years old. He's writing, man, this is powerful stuff. And then he thought, I must not have been there that day that Kenneth Hagin preached on this. And then the camera kind of moved around to the seat, and there he was. He saw himself. You'd be surprised what you don't remember. Go back to YouTube channel, Bowden Church of God YouTube. Begin to watch them. Begin to listen to them. Everybody close your eyes right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Father, I pray right now for joy to be received in this place. God, as you begin to pour out your anointing of joy upon the congregation right now, Lord, that we make a decision that we will no longer be depressed. We will no longer doubt God's Word, but we will reap in our harvest in joy. That we will walk in the joy of the Lord. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you minister to the hearts of your people. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. These altars are open. You want to come down and talk to the Lord on your own? Come on. It's a good place to start, right here in the altar. If you got sickness in your body, go get the anointing oil out like the Lord tells us to. Stand in the gap for somebody. Come on, we'll stand in the gap. Whatever you want to do, God. Whatever you need, church. While the music is being played, if you need to come, come. You need to come, come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have been announcing without a spirit of uh, depression and you just let it go. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you.
Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Somebody stand in the gap for Brother Tyler. He's getting ready. Come on, Brother Frank. Stand in the gap for Tyler. He's getting stalled right around the Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, as he stands in the gap for Tyler and God, Lord, we pray over Tyler's surgery on Chief Day. Lord, that you would touch his power, that you would bring healing and restoration to his body. Lord, we speak strength and peace right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to touch Frankie today, God. Give him strength in his body right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to his blood, God. We speak to the vitamins that's needed in his blood, the iron and the, the vitamin B and C and D and E. And, oh, we speak to them right now. The Lord, as you begin to put nourishment into Frankie's body, God, Lord, to bring strength into him right now in the name of Jesus. That the Holy Ghost begin to bring the strength. The Holy Ghost begin to bring the anointing of that strength into his body physically right now. In the name of Jesus. And anything that's been trying to rob his health, we bind it and break it and rebuke it. In the name of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name. Okay.
How great is your spirit in this place, oh God. We thank you for the freedom of worship today. We thank you for the spirit moving in the house of God today. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't forget, praise team and choir back here at 6 o'clock tonight. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to have a good meeting tonight. Be prepared to play some music tonight as well. Amen. Be prepared to play some music. Praise the Lord. Bonnie, I like the way you close us out in prayer. That's why I keep coming back to you. Close us out again, sister. Lord, as we come to you.